You're listening to the Viva La Mami podcast, a podcast about all things motherhood. I'm your host, Jessica Cuevas. I am a mother of one on a mission to redefine the meaning of motherhood as a first-generation, bilingual, and bicultural Latina mommy. Regardless if we feel like a failure from time to time, or if we succeeded with the little things in our motherhood journey, it is important to celebrate all of these experiences as madres. So bring your cafecito as I invite you to be a part of this space and create raw and honest conversations about the exciting and challenging parts of being a mommy. Ahora, vámonos. Hola, hola, amiga. Today, we are welcoming Amanda Santiago, who is a working professional turned stay-at-home mom. In this VLM spotlight, Amanda shares why she decided to be a stay-at-home mommy, how she structures her day-to-day life, and how she practices self-care. As someone who currently has a nine-to-five job, juggling the demands of being a working individual and mommy, talking to Amanda gave me perspective about what stay-at-home mommies do. To my surprise, there are so many similarities Amanda and I experience, especially when it comes to making sacrifices as a mommy. We had a wonderful conversation and discussed how to break the comparison battle between stay-at-home moms and working moms. There are many misconceptions about stay-at-home mommies that Amanda supports and encourages other Latina stay-at-home moms through her social media platform, A Mama Drama. When she's not momming or supporting moms, you can almost always catch her bringing a show or watching a movie. She lives in Chicago with her husband of 13 years and together they have two boys. It was a pleasure having Amanda with me and I hope you enjoy this VLM spotlight. So here is my conversation with Amanda Santiago. Hola Amanda, how are you? Good, how are you? I am good. Thank you so much for being here at Viva Thank La you Mami. For me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course. Of course. I found you through Instagram. I, I love your platform just because you speak like raw, true reality about just the day to day life of being a mommy. And you definitely share some really insightful information. And there's a video that I recently watched about your story of motherhood. So I'll definitely give you that space to share that. But first, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself in terms of where you grew up, where you currently live, your family, and what you did before becoming a mommy? So my name is Amanda Santiago. I am Puerto Rican and I was born and raised in Chicago. My grandparents came from Puerto Rico to Chicago in the 1950s and because there were no jobs over there so my grandfather moved over here first he sent for my grandmother and they started building their family over here i'm second generation so my mom was born and raised in chicago as well and i feel like a lot of the time i am struggling to hold on to my culture my my grandmother taught me Spanish so I know because of her and everything that I got culturally was from my grandmother and from growing up in church because I went to a bilingual church and so my parents didn't think very much of trying to pass down culture to me because Mm. they they lived it with their parents Mm. and then you know I I got it from my grandmother and from church and so I got the bicultural experience yeah. with my parents and my grandparents. But I am a mother now and I married a white guy. So we are raising bicultural children as well. But it's a little bit different than the way that I grew up because I don't have my husband to help me add into the culture part. He, you know, he grew up in a different way even though he grew up with Latinos, which is an interesting story. But yeah, we are a family of four. We have two children, two boys, Mm. and I have been a stay-at-home mom for five years. Before becoming a stay-at-home mom, I actually worked at a university here in Chicago. And I worked in the department that tells you what you owe 
and you you have to pay (laughs) oh you're that department (laughs) yeah it wasn't a fun department to be in so I had my son and it wasn't a job that I loved Mm. and it didn't pay very well and I just felt like I it I did a cost benefit analysis Mm. you know how much of my money is going to be going to daycare and it was a lot. It was the majority of it. And I just felt like, I don't love this job. It's not worth it. My husband, he's a Chicago public school teacher. So he's in a career and I'm not in a career. I'm in a job. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay home. I didn't even feel like they appreciated me at that job. Anyways, if they did, there was an opportunity for advancement at the time. And I had the most seniority there. They didn't offer it to mm. me. And so I was just like, you know what? Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty familiar with just the whole concept of higher ed because I am an expat of higher education. So mm-hmm. yeah, which is unfortunate, you know, when you have devoted so much time in that. And, and even if you liked it or not, you know, there was just no opportunity for growth. Yeah, and, exactly. and it's and it's good that you kind of analyzed it once you became a mommy that you're like, well, yeah, what are the the cost or benefits of this? And and also just thinking about your children, right, about, you know, how would they also grow up with a with a mommy who's, I guess, you know, just like content right about who they are in terms of a career. And if you knew that that wasn't for you, then it was obviously a sign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It was a scary step to take though, because it was saying goodbye to a paycheck and that Mm. paycheck helped us pay our bills that we had. When I quit that job, we had less money. (laughs) And so we couldn't afford the apartment that we stayed in. I started working for Instacart. Like I've had like several part-time jobs while being a stay-at-home mom. But I started working for Instacart. Instacart is also not a great place to work. And, you know, I've done several things while being a stay-at-home mom to try to make ends meet. But that choice did require some sacrifice and, we ended up leaving the apartment that we were in because we couldn't afford it anymore, downsizing a little bit. And we are, we, we're happy where we are. And we actually rent from my mother-in-law. So she's not gouging us mm-hmm. <laughs> on rent. She's paying her mortgage. And it's a good arrangement that we have going on here. Yes, yes, that's good. I'm glad that that worked out for you. Yeah. It's still like a humble living situation, but we're happy. And my my son goes to a good school and it's good. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Well, you introduced us about your family really briefly, but in terms of you becoming a mother, verdad, a mommy, how has motherhood changed your identity when you first became a mom you know to your firstborn can you kind of walk us through that I think motherhood changes you but in the best way I think at the core I still am me at my core I still love the same things I still value the same things Mm -hmm. I find relationships and community to be very important I still like love movies to death and they you know (laughs) spark fire in me like I I love to be outside and I love to travel those are all things that haven't changed Mm -hmm. as I am a mom now but what has changed I think motherhood refines you actually Mm -hmm. so it makes you better It, it makes you less selfish and motherhood is really taught me about what self-care is really Mm. because I had to think how do I care for my son what do I want for him and then oh that that's how I take care of myself Mm. oh he he taught me that lesson and 
it's something that I'm still trying to practice. It can be challenging, but I know now how incredibly important it is. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because I, I have, well, I guess he's going to be 22 months tomorrow as of, you know, November 15th, 2022. And so I'm still kind of new <laughs> to this like motherhood thing. Right. But I, in the beginning, I definitely said, oh my gosh, motherhood completely changes you. Like I am a whole total different person, like good and bad, I would say. Like I definitely grieved a lot of my past identity, but I'm glad that you mentioned that that still hasn't gone away. It has refined you, you know, to yes, somewhat of a different person, but you still carry on what you mostly value what you mostly what's mostly important for you and i'm glad you mentioned that because oftentimes like moms think like just because they become a mom they have to be a whole completely different person or they have to change their trajectory or they have to you know do things differently than they used to and it's almost like they lose themselves too which yeah i think that should change i think that it's a twofold experience right it's like you're new identity adds to the person that you have always been and i guess it's good that you mentioned the self-care piece because it's definitely like well how do i take care of my children when i should also take care of myself and and in our community you know as latinos we don't talk about that no yeah yeah yeah, so we'll definitely talk a little bit more about the self-care piece because I think that that is very important, especially when it comes to motherhood and, and being a stay-at-home mom. But you share on your Instagram account that you are a stay-at-home mom. And so you kind of shared us about what made you make that decision. But is it a decision that was it intentional or was it because you had to or was it because you wanted to like can you kind of walk us through that and is there like a kind of time frame right because a lot of moms are like oh i want to be a stay-at-home mom for this amount of time but for you do you have like a timeline of what that looks like so i'd like to start off by saying i had no plans to be a stay-at-home mom mm. i I pictured my life differently. I pictured myself in a career and owning a home by now. And that didn't happen. I think that, you know, you can plan, right? But then life has its own turn. Mm -hmm. I went to the university. I worked at the university so that I could get a master's degree for free. And I did. So I have a master's in business management. I went to Columbia for Columbia College in Chicago for undergrad. So I have my undergrad was arts, entertainment and media management. And then for for my master's, I added the business piece. Right. Yeah. And when I finished that master's program, I thought, OK, well, this is going to open the doors for me. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to be able to work wherever I want because you know, I have a master's and people love people with education. Mm -hmm. And I just felt I'm the reality was that that is not always the case. You have to have connection. You have to, yes. you know, have, you have to know someone, you have to have experience in that particular field, even though like, how are you supposed to get experience if you, no one gives you a chance? So I experienced that. A lot, I think a lot of millennials have been disappointed by their education in regard to the opportunities that it mm -hmm. opened for them. And I am one of them. And so I found myself applying for jobs. This was before my, my son was born. Yeah. Applying for jobs, trying to like get my foot in the door in something that I really actually wanted to do. And by the time he was born, that still didn't happen. And so I'm in this job that I don't love that's, you know, paying the bills. And I already got the master's degree from it. And now I have this little human, this most precious gift that I've ever been given in my life. And I have to d decide what is more valuable. Mm. Time with him that's fleeting 
for, you know, the comforts that I have and this paycheck that I'm getting. And so I decided, you know, this place doesn't value me. I'm going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was hard. It was hard. It was scary. My husband had, my husband and I had very many conversations about it. And he ultimately, it was my decision that he, you know, put in my hands. You know, he's like, you're going to be the one to stay with him. You're going to be the one to sacrifice your time and the time that you would have potentially building a career. Like, this is you. I'm not going to force you to do anything. We're a family. We're a partnership. And whatever we're going to do, we're going to do it together. And for me, I just decided that the time was more valuable than the paycheck. And that's what led me to make that decision. But I have been, like I said, working part-time here and there to make ends meet. And Mm -hmm. I also have been like working on skills that I believe that are marketable and valuable along the way. Absolutely. Because I don't think this is a forever thing for me. I think Mm -hmm. it's for now. And my next step is, you know, I'm not going to go to a job like I had before. Mm. I am. I could get a job like that pretty easy because I have a lot of experience in it, but that's not what I want to do. If I'm going to be taking time out of my home, it's going to be doing something that I like. Mm. Those are the conditions. (laughs) And if it's not that, then I'm sticking with being home. And I do believe that I have built marketable skills enough that I will be able to make an income doing something I like more. And I want it to be flexible because I do have two children now. My youngest is two years old, pretty close to yours. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to be available to them. I don't want to miss things. Mm-hmm. My my oldest is five, so he's in school. So I think that, you know, when my younger one, he's starting preschool probably next year and it'll be for a little bit of time. So. The more they spend time in school, the more I can dedicate to work outside of the home. And that's sort of what my timeline is. But I'm already getting my feet wet a little bit with working along the way. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm kind of feeding like this sense of like, kind of like you are reignited, right? Like, through your journey that you are recognizing who you are yeah that you're not like it's not like okay I am a stay-at-home mom and I don't have these skills or you know it's gonna be hard for me to find a job like you don't have this mindset I feel like even like if anything you're becoming more motivated you know to for yourself right to find the right job that works for you and your goals and you are recognizing your worth. And that is awesome because whenever you are ready to join the workforce, like you already have this like mindset in mind and hey, like write it down, you know, like start like writing it down because if anything, that's going to motivate you to look for the perfect place, you know, for you and and based on what you're looking for. That is great. I love it. And I think that being a mother changes you in that way I think I've grown so much in my confidence because like when you first become a mom it is so like kind of knocks you off your feet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you have to like learn how to like walk again almost (laughs) but you're holding a baby (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so I think I I owe a lot to my children and helping me grow Mm. as a person and all the things that I want for them I have also learned that I have to set an example for them by you know doing it myself right exactly yeah it's like how are you supposed to advocate for them when you 
should also advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And so for mommies who are kind of like contemplating, right, like to become a stay at home mom, right? Like, what type of advice would you give them before anything happens in in making that decision? I would say that support is an important piece of it. And that's something that I have struggled with a lot. The thing about being a stay-at-home mom is that it's harder than it looks. You just expect that you are, you're their mom. So you'll know what to do. You'll know what to do all day. And you'll know how to manage everything. And there's a real learning curve. So before you become a stay-at-home mom, I would just walk into it knowing that that there's a learning curve. You have, you probably are going from a working mom or a working woman mm-hmm. to a stay-at-home mom. And you're going from seeing people every day to seeing nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to, you know, getting dressed every day to like, what's the point of getting dressed when this child is going to vomit on me for the like third time? And it's different. Mm-hmm. And it takes some getting used to. And there's no structure. Mm-hmm. You are you are creating the structure. You are the boss of the whole thing. No one's telling you what to do. That's awesome. But also, like, what do I do? <laughs> mm-hmm. And am I doing everything right? And so you overcompensate. And you want to make sure that, you know, the house is perfect so that nobody thinks that you're lazy and mm. that you're like mooching off your partner or anything like that. And you want to, you know, make sure you're doing all the development, developmental appropriate things for your child and helping them learn. And like, it is so much pressure on you and mm. all the pressure comes from you. Mm. so I would just like sort of keep those things in mind and give yourself a lot of grace and know that you can't do it all in one day but you do a lot in one day (laughs) yes thank you for sharing that it's a lot of insightful information especially for mommies who are contemplating whether if they should or not and when you mentioned about like there is no structure and you have to create it, how do you build that structure, right? Like how do you do these day-to-day things without, you know, knocking yourself on the wall <laughs> or maybe you do, I don't know. <laughs> but can you kind of walk us through that for folks that are kind of considering being a stay-at-home mom? So the structure of the day really depends on where your child is. Mm. How old is your child? Like it was different for me, the structure of my day when I just had one child and he was a baby. I, I found that the structure of my day is better now that I have two children and that my youngest is a toddler than, you know, it was when I just had one child and my youngest was like one years old. Mm. First of all, I was still learning how to structure the day. I was a brand new mom and I, you know, there are certain instincts that you have as a mother, but I think a lot of it is learned by experience. So right now I, I have more structure because my, my oldest son is five. And so I have to get up and I have to take him to school and that provides a structure. I'm out. I'm out early. So that's good for me. And that's great because in order for me to function or blossom or whatever, I need sunlight. (laughs) We're plants. Okay. We need, we need air. We need water. We need sunlight. Like that's basic needs in order for us to grow. Right. 
So I am getting out of the day when the sun is out and at nine o'clock, I've already had a walk because I walk my son to school with my, I walk both of my sons and my younger son, he loves being outside. So we stay, we go to a playground or we go like, we do something outside as long as the weather is nice, which, you know, it was last week and it's not anymore. (laughs) So that's another reason why I take advantage full force of being outside while I can, because Mm -hmm. in Chicago, if you do not, Mm -hmm. there will be a time, (laughs) there will be a time for several months, like seasonal depression is here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know, you're going to be locked inside. So all the outside time I take advantage. And so that was my structure, I guess, at up until like last week, we come back home, we have like lunch, and then I put him for a nap. And he was napping real great for like two to three hours. And during that time, that is my time. Mm -hmm. I used to, when I was first a stay-at-home mom with my, just my older son, I would use that time to clean everything and make sure that I had like all my ducks in a row so that, you know, nobody could tell me nothing. And I could feel like I was doing good, a good job as a stay at home mom, because there are no performance reviews. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want mm-hmm. my husband to get home. And like, my husband isn't like this, but in my mind, he, you know, he might think it or whatever. So I right. don't want to even go there. I didn't want him to like get home and see everything a mess and be like, what did you do today? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I used to be like that. I used to spend the whole nap time cleaning. And then there was a shift when my son was, when he turned two. I feel like when my my kids turn two, that's when I start to like get it together. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, I'm um, almost there then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when he turned two, I just I started exercising during nap time. Mm. That my older son, and you know, I realized that I was cleaning like the top shelves where nobody can see and there wasn't any dust there but my husband would get home and not even know (laughs) and it's like did you not notice like all the things that I did and you know someone would come over on the rare occasion that they did and they wouldn't know either they wouldn't know that there was no dust on the top shelf they had no clue so why am I using my time on this I could you know be giving back to myself so I started to do that during nap time and that is a practice that that I now have with my second son one of the first things that I do is I exercise Mm. because it it's self-care for me it gives me endorphins it helps me feel more confident about myself because I still haven't lost all the baby weight Mm -hmm. here we are two years later (laughs) and I mean, I have lost some weight this year, which is great, <laughs> but not all of it. And so I'm still <laughs> working on it. And I just, yeah. I've decided that this nap time is for me. Mm-hmm. It's the only time that I get in the day where I'm just by myself and I can yeah. focus on myself. And so that's why it's been really hard the past couple of days when my son is like, I'm good. No, I'm not going to nap. And I'm just like crying today. (laughs) Like, please go to sleep. Like you're taking the only time that I have for me. Like I go to bed at 11. I'm like doing stuff from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. Please just give me this time. So then there's nap time and I do stuff for me. Then, you know, when he wakes up, then I got to go get my other son from school, make dinner, like do bath, like do all the stuff. And then by the time it's all over, it's like nine o'clock. Maybe I might watch a show with my husband or maybe we have we both have something to work on. So we're working on that. And then, you know, we go to bed and like do it all over. 
-hmm. And that's the structure for me now. Mm, but mm -hmm. you know me like last year it was different because my son was in a different de developmental stage so the structure changes mm, and mm -hmm. I, I really like the toddler stage I don't think twos are terrible at all like my son is super sweet I think yeah. threes are hard okay <laughs> three major is a real thing three and major. you know four four nato I've heard the, the oh, term I've never heard of that. <laughs> and uh, speaking from experience, my son is now five, and I find five to be the most <laughs> challenging oh. of all the ages. My my husband had a real time hard time with three, and I was like, you know, I'm okay with it. Four, maybe even, but five Good has five. been like a real challenge <laughs> for me. And mm -hmm. my two year old is just like a little joy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about adaptability, right? Mm -hmm. Like you adapt to their growth and development, but also just like, yeah, like the day to day, right? Like even like this week where your toddler didn't nap, like how do you adapt to that? Yeah. Right? When you have already developed this routine and this structure. And I think it's, you know, when we're talking about like the skill sets that you develop as a stay-at-home mom that essentially they are transferable to any job, like that level of adaptability, multitasking, you know, like all of those attributes that would be beneficial for really any job. So I'm like mm -hmm. here thinking, let's build your resume, right? But like, <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> but I'm it's down, definitely... No, <laughs> but it's definitely like, it gives you perspective about, you know, how much momentum there is. And and I know some stay-at-home moms that don't do much. Like, they don't have structure. They just don't do anything. And and I don't know if, if that's because that's how they define it or, you know, maybe it wasn't set to them, like what expectations there are. You know, there isn't a rule book. There isn't like a manual, right, about like what it is to be a stay-at-home mom. So like you you definitely talk about like you creating structure based on milestones or developmental pieces of mm -hmm. you know in in your children's development but how do you connect like do you connect with other stay-at-home moms or how do you find resources to better be proactive but also in a way to just have this level playing field right between giving a good amount of time with your children, a good amount of time to your home, but also a good amount of time to yourself. Like, is there anything out there, I guess, that can help you gather maybe resources or things that can give you a better idea of how to develop your own structure? I think developing your own structure is really hard. There's that, uh, there's that adaptability piece right? So there's, you know, your, your son is teething, you know, the structure for that day is going to be different. He's cranky all day or like, or whatever, like he's crying, you have to hold him the whole day. So like, there's no structure, there's a lot of adaptability in this. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I was so like, upset today to the point of tears, because I'm like, no, I had, I had a structure. Yeah. I had this time set aside for myself and you're ruining it, dude. Like, please <laughs> don't like go to sleep, please. Like, this is all I have. And I would say in regard to self-care, right? Moments for myself. Mm -hmm. I, it looks it's the same thing. It looks different in different stages. So when your baby's a newborn, self-care is like, you know, I took a shower <laughs> and that's it, you know, and yeah. that shower felt really good. And <laughs> you just fall back on sort of these like self-care systems. So today I did not get to have the time that I wanted and I, but I have these habits in place, right? So after I cried, <laughs> because there I think there's a lot of crying at least in my experience as a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. I used to, I cried a lot more when I was just 
with my one baby. Now that I have two and I get out of the house more, it's better. But after I had my little crying session, then I made myself a smoothie. Hmm. I, I need nutrition. So that's something that's going to feed my body and help me feel better. So I made myself a smoothie and I sat on the couch and I started to watch a show and not a show of his, a show of mine Mm. until they started cursing. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's what I had to do to like get myself out of that moment. So like when moments of chaos where you don't have time, do you at least like I don't know if the right word is like reward yourself. Is there kind of like um kind of like a reward system for you because you work so hard? So like how do you practice self-care in that regard? My approach to self-care is really practical. So I have ha- habits in place. I'm not over mm-hmm. here like, you know, taking bubble baths or a treat, which if you are like that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like I don't feel like that that helps me at all in terms of self-care like what helps me in terms of self-care is knowing that I'm taking actual good care of myself my body my soul my mind Mm -hmm. like there's you probably had a psychology course in your (laughs) education at some point (laughs) the one thing that I remember from that course was those hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. so he he had this theory about needs and so you start with the most basic is physiological and then you move on to like what's the next level safety and then Mm -hmm. love and belonging esteem and self-actualization is at the top of it so when you are on your motherhood journey, sometimes you only have time for the physiological stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like food, water. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're drinking water and you got some nutritious thing in your belly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Safety. I forget what would apply to safety. I actually created like a whole carousel on Instagram about this I just haven't referenced it in a long time yeah, no that's good. love and belonging so it, it would be like community sometimes you just need to be around people mm-hmm. especially as a stay-at-home mom like you're not around people a lot you're around this little person and that's it mm-hmm. which my my little guy is my best friend right now but I have an outlet right I have this Instagram account where I am connecting with women that I have been able to connect with you. Yes. We both live in Chicago. We're both Latinas. We're not in the same circles, but we were able to connect because Mm -hmm. I have this thing. And this is not a thing that I had with my first one. So that that is a way that I sew into myself by connecting with other mamas like me yeah. you know you're a toddler mom you're latina you're a chicagoan like we have a lot in common absolutely actualization is like you know i guess becoming your your best self you know sewing into everything that makes you you and i feel like i do that as well on this account mm-hmm. because i i have these skills that are merging together with my motherhood journey and i'm i'm mm-hmm. able to like put it all on display all at once. And these are the ways that I feed into myself. And so I don't reward myself. I just take care of myself Mm. in the various ways that I need it. And I try to pay attention to the ways that I need it. If I'm cranky, girl, did you eat? Are you Mm. thirsty? (laughs) Like today I had to restructure my day. I didn't I didn't get to do the exercise part. And so when I came, when my husband came home and he's like, did Lucy nap again today? And I was like, no, he did not nap. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you, what can I do for you? <laughs> mm. What, you know, what do you want to do right now? 
And so I was like, I need to make dinner because I wanted to have dinner ready for when my son got home. And so I focused on making dinner. And then after I was done with dinner, he was watching the kids and I did my exercising at that time mm. instead. So I'm very grateful to have a, a partner who gets it. Yes, yes, that's He's great. a teacher too. So like he's here with me in the summer. Mm-hmm. And so he knows, he, he gets a taste of what it's mm-hmm. like to be a stay-at-home parent. And he knows how hard it is. So yes. he is. he gives me, you know, opportunities to get what I need when I need yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah. And thank you so much for, for that framework that you shared. And I, I can share it in the show notes and I can definitely like link that post mm-hmm. uh, that you referenced because, yeah, that is so applicable about what really self-care is. And, and yes, you know, the first thing, that usually comes to mind is like, how do I take a bubble bath or, you know, like treating yourself to to things, rewarding yourself. But I think self-care is definitely mindset, you know, and if you know that your body needs this or if you, you know, need to connect with someone and it could be as little as like calling your mom or calling, you know, a best friend or whatever, that in itself, it's like you met whatever you needed to have, you know, in, in terms of making sure that you are good about yourself. Circling back to like the structure piece that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You were like, oh, call your mom. This this is what triggered at me. It was like calling your mom in the day. That's a part of the structure of my day mm. is calling my mom. My mom does not live in Chicago. My mom lives in Florida. And so that's another thing about like the village that you have, the support system, like that's important for raising a child. But a lot of us don't have it because, you know, my, in my case, my mom lives in Florida. She didn't live in Florida my whole life. She moved to Florida, like literally right before I got pregnant Mm. (laughs) for the first time. And like, she wasn't about to like move back. Like she moved her whole life. (laughs) So that support from my mom on the daily comes from me calling her. Mm -hmm. And so I, I structure that into our day. Like when my son is having lunch, he talks to my mom Mm -hmm. and I talk to my mom. So I'm connecting with her and he's connecting with her, even though, you know, they are, so far away from each other like she is a regular part of his life because I have put that into the structure of my day and that's something that I need and that's something that he needs it's good that you don't you know put yourself into isolation because that can be easy that can be very easy to put yourself in in isolation especially when you are home all the time you know and and just dedicating the time solely on your kids like it's it, I'm at least I'm feeding off of like you are creating balance with everything and that's good and and I think this helps as a reminder for mommies who are listening out there who are stay-at-home moms that may feel like in distress or n- unhappy because they can't do other things like there are definitely other ways to connect with other folks or you know to dedicate time for just yourself than just your kid, even though, yes, that is your purpose, but we shouldn't isolate, you know, ourselves. So that's, that's great. That's something that I had to learn though. Mm. Like I, I spent so much time in isolation and I just, I think it's because I didn't have resources. I didn't Mm. like, I became a mom five years ago and, you know, reels didn't exist five years ago. Mm-hmm. TikTok didn't exist five years ago. Like, I wasn't connecting with moms online five years ago. I didn't know that that was a thing that you could do. Yeah. So, you know, there are more resources now, I believe. And at least there are more resources that I know about. Another structural piece is that I have signed my son up for park district classes. That was not a thing that like I 
I knew right away. Mm-hmm. That's something that I kind of like figured out when my older son turned two. I was like, I need, I need to go somewhere. I need yeah. a place to go. Where yeah. can I go with him? So now my younger son, we're in a park district class. And, you know, this class was like $40 for, for I don't know, like 12 weeks or something like that. We go every Tuesday and it's called music and movement. And so there's like songs and, you know, like teaching him how to stretch, teaching him how to dance or whatever. And he, he does me so bogus. Like you, as a parent, you have to participate in these classes to get him, to get your child to participate. And he just like, sits and looks at me (laughs) or like (laughs) eats a snack and I'm like trying my hardest like I'm exhausted doing all these dances and he's just like looking at me but whatever man I got out of the house with my child someone else is teaching him something he's learning he likes to be out I like to be out it's good and it's a a part of our week uh, the structure of our week every Tuesday we're going to this class after I drop off my son at kinder kindergarten (laughs) yeah I love that yeah yeah just like setting time to go outside the home and and I love that you bring that as part of your structure where you don't even have to confine yourself or even like your children inside the home just because you know you are staying home for the most of the time in the day like that doesn't mean that you know, there aren't other ways to expose your children in different environments, you know, or to connect with other kids or even for yourself to connect with other parents as well. And that's, yeah, that's great. It took me a while to figure that out though. So for the moms who are like contemplating becoming stay-at-home moms or the stay-at-home moms that are just like at home and don't, don't know what to do, if you can find another stay-at-home mom and ask mm. them what they're doing, they might have an answer for you. And for me, I, I felt like I didn't have that. So if you don't have that, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Alrighty, so now we can kind of shift gear in terms of this kind of like comparison battle, right? Between the working mom and the stay at home mom. So my first question is like for mommies who are not stay at home moms, what is one thing you'd want to say to them about perhaps some misconceptions that people may think of what stay at home moms do? It's really... (laughs) It's not fun <laughs> all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can speak to this as a mom who is working outside of the home, but like, what are your weekends like? Mm-hmm. Like, are you with your kid inside all day? And does that drive you crazy? Are you trying to like find things for them to do? Or like, can you imagine what your day would be like if you just were with your kid inside all the time are those are the weekends hard for you at all is that something that you deal with like that's kind of like what it's like and for people who are of a a business mindset I would compare it to like entrepreneurship Hmm. like entrepreneurship is really difficult people think oh you're your own boss like that should be so cool but also everything everything is on you you're responsible for everything Mm. the success the failure like you take it all it is all yours and it feels a lot like failing often and you carry a guilt if you are not doing everything because you're like you're not just a mom you're like a professional mom (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this is your job your stay-at-home mom like all right well then you must be really good at it then Mm. like your your house must be like in perfect shape and your kids like 
they must behave so well and you must have like all the Montessori like learning things and you must like teach them really well and like you must have like the home-cooked meals and you know you must like have everything going good because you have the time because Mm -hmm. this is what you do all day right and it's not it's not really like that at all yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah thank you for like debunking that because we think of like the typical 1950s you know (laughs) like mom right where everything was made done and perfect by the time the the partner or the hubby comes home and the kids are cleaned up and you know ready to go to bed and and it's like no like your day-to-day can also be dysfunctional even though you are you know a stay-at-home mom and that is okay and and i think with latinos like at least and we kind of had this conversation before the the recording of this episode but the way that I grew up, it's like, okay, you are a mom, you are a wife, like these are your duties and therefore they, they should be perfect. Right? Like, and then I'm speaking more so about like having a clean house that it should all present itself. Well, you know, there's, there are no excuses. And, and do you feel like you have that pressure as a stay at home mom? Like, in in having this perfect like home when quote unquote you have all this time or you're quote unquote you know just like home all the time right like and i think that for me that that has been my perception like if i decide to stay at home then that means that my home should be perfect because again i have all the time and i just want to remind everyone that it's okay if it's not (laughs) and what are your thoughts about that i would say that you have less time than you think mm. you will have yeah like you at you're working a nine to five and you're like man I could really do stuff mm. if I wasn't working at this job I could really do all this stuff at home that I want to do and your child will come and sort of knock all those plans <laughs> out the window <laughs> yeah like you know I just you know, I just cleaned this thing and then they come and mess it up or, you know, there's always this constant, like, you know, I just did this and then there's more again. So you won't have as much time as you think you will. It's, it's going to be trading one hard job for another hard job. Mm. And there's no, I'm I'm not saying any one hard job is better than the other at all. They're both hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we choose our hard is all. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And kind of following to what you said like there is definitely this constant battle about like which is the best mom, right? Whether if it's the working mom or the stay at home mom, I believe that this is such a personal choice and you're not going to be a bad mom or a good mom in whatever decision you decide. So I wanted to ask this question, like about like, what are your thoughts about this like battle or comparison battle? And what is something you wish that can be changed about this narrative, you know, about the working mom versus the stay-at-home mom? What are your thoughts about that? I want to ask, like, who, who's making the comments, first of all? Mm. Who, who's making the comments on who's better? Because I feel like working moms and stay-at-home moms, we empathize with each other a lot. And I can look at you and I can, I I know that it must be hard being away from your children all day. I get it. I actually, I worked for like three weeks before I decided, nah, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Because my husband is a teacher, he, he had the summer off, right? And so I ended my maternity leave and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to see how this is and see what happens. 
And then there was a position open. They didn't offer it to me. I'm like, man, forget this. But it was hard. It was yeah. so hard. My, we were just getting into a group. He was like younger than three months old. And I didn't see him all day. And then I get home. And then I think we ate dinner and then he went to sleep because, you know, he was three months old and like, mm. I didn't get any time with him. And I was pumping in my office mm. and that sucked. Just like closing the door and trying to pump and people like being weird about it, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, she's like taking a break or whatever. Like, it's not a break. <laughs> <laughs> like. I know. I mean, I didn't do it for long, right? It was three Mm -hmm. weeks, but those three weeks sucked enough Mm -hmm. for me to be like, no, forget this. (laughs) So I, I know that it's got to be hard for you and in more ways than one. I wonder if the people who are commenting are like outsiders, people who are not working moms or stay at home moms, Mm -hmm. like your Thea or whatever, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, oh you really should stay at home with your kids because you know that's what I did and you know Mm -hmm. whatever but I think another thing is that we should probably have be having more conversations Mm -hmm. with one another about the hard things yes about what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom and why that's hard for me what it's like for you to be a mom who works outside of the home well you work from home Mm-hmm. outside of home <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah and why that's hard for you right like I think it's it would be great if we were to have more conversations like that so that we wouldn't romanticize mm-hmm. you know what what's going on on the other side of the fence exactly I absolutely agree and I think with you being here it allows opportunities to just you know, continue on the dialogue about just being open, right? And creating community. And I think as women, oftentimes just as women, we we tend to just like isolate ourselves, not seek for help necessarily, even though as Latinas, like we, we need a kin, right? We need our comunidad, our village. But when it comes to motherhood specifically, it's like you just got to deal with it on your own, you know? That's what makes you a strong mom. Like you, you got to deal with it. And, and it's like, no, like you got to build community. You need to reach out and definitely talk about the difficulties and even the triumphs, you know, about, about being a mom also. And, and yeah, I hope that this kind of sparks an opportunity, like our conversation. I hope that it sparks an opportunity to build a conversation or dialogue about, you know, asking someone like, oh, can you really tell me what it's like to be a working mom or what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom? And then finding commonalities within within that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's hard because a lot of us, like I said before, we don't have a village. Mm-hmm. And so where do we turn to? Mm-hmm. And this online space is a really good resource. I swear I have never felt so supported in my motherhood journey as I have in this past year that I created my online platform, A Mama Drama, Mm -hmm. because I I created a space and I started talking about motherhood and then people started talking back to me. Or, you know, they said, you know, ha ha, that's funny, me too. Right. Right. There's some connection. Yeah. And I didn't get to have that in real life because my real life friends are busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not on the same schedule. Their kids are not on the same schedule as mine or whatever the case is, you know, like we can relate to the same things, but we just often don't have the time. And that's mm-hmm. what I like about online community is you can do it on your own time when you're free. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope again that it, it 
enlightens like people to to reach out and and I'll make sure to share your information in the show notes because I again I do think that it is very important to build community and and build a village even if it's through an online platform right but Mm -hmm. like I am more than happy to connect with you even in person just because we live nearby like yeah even this like sparks you know that and like you know finding a way to to just be moms and and cry about it laugh about it right like talk about all of those nuances because i think it is so important to just let it out and especially for someone who can understand regardless if we are on both sides of the spectrum in terms of being a working mom versus a stay-at-home mom like i'm sure that again we're gonna find similarities within our experiences Mm -hmm. and that is very important yeah yeah All right. Well, now I'm going to shift over to my Viva La Mami motherhood questions that I ask my guests. And so the first question is, what still surprises you about being a mommy? That it's still hard. That it like (laughs) doesn't get easier. That you don't arrive. That like, Mm. there's just like always another challenge. Like I thought when my son was five, like we're good he's in school like yeah this is gonna be great and it is great like he's learning so much in school and he's so bright and he comes home excited and you know wants to share with me about his day and how he went to the library and that's amazing but there's also like I have to learn how to discipline now Mm -hmm. right and that's harder than you know, keeping a kid alive (laughs) when he's younger, (laughs) like there's like more nuance. So the thing that surprises me is that it keeps getting harder. (laughs) But (laughs) but, I mean, you get better. Like, Mm. what's that saying? Like you, it doesn't get easier. You get Mm. stronger, right? Yeah. So you, you rise to the occasion and there's a constant challenge, but I think there's a constant growth as your child is growing, you are growing as well. Yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And just speaking the truth, right? Like I, the purpose of this platform is to not sugarcoat things about motherhood or motherhood. You know, I think we need to speak the the true and raw experiences about that. And so I appreciate you saying that it does get tougher, but again, we grow and, and that is such a great, great thing to consider. And so what is one tip of advice that you have for a Latina mommy? Your experiences are your own. So you don't have to mom like your mom did Mm. or your grandma did. You are, you're different. You're in a different generation in some ways, you know, you can take all the things that they have taught you, but they didn't do everything right. Mm -hmm. They didn't because they didn't, they didn't know, you know, they did the best that they could with the knowledge that they had at the time. And we know some more stuff now. There's more information available to us. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to do it like them. You can take pieces of that and you can make it your own and that doesn't mean that you are not latina because you don't do it the way that they did it Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that i yeah i think it serves as a reminder and just like validation that our the way that we mother is unique and our own and I, i i thank you for sharing about the you know, whether if you are Latina enough or not in being a mom, because that, that is such a constant battle that I even, (laughs) um, big time, big time for me too. Yeah. I feel like in, in Latino families, there's this mindset where it's like the parent is always right. Yes. And the parent will not apologize because the parent is always right. And that is something that I am full on rejecting with mm. my children sometimes I'm wrong yeah and sometimes I do or say things that I shouldn't do 
And if my son calls me out on it, good, Mm. good. And when I know that I have done something wrong, if I yell at him or I talk to him in a way that I wouldn't like him to talk to me or to another person, I say sorry. Mm. And that is not something that I experience a lot. And that is something that I am trying to change moving forward. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think we need to be accountable for our actions, for our words. I also want to set the example for him. Yes. Of apologizing. Mm-hmm. So if I do it, my hope is that he will do it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And so my final question is, what is your meaning of madrehood? It is a beautiful journey of becoming the person that I was always meant to be. Mm. It is an addition to my life that has just made everything sweeter. It has refined me. It has grown me. And it's one of the best parts of me now. Mm. And it's just like, like I said, a a journey, but I didn't, I kind of don't like that word because I don't like journeys. I don't (laughs) like, like they sound hard and I don't want to sign up for hard things, Mm. but that's what it is, man. Mm -hmm. It is hard, but you really enjoy it Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So it's, it's the thing that has made me the most me that I have ever been Mm. the me that I was meant to be yes oh what a great answer and just like a great reflection like I I don't even know you but I can just feed off of like how wonderful of a mother you are and just like how self-aware you are about you know your your motherhood experience and or journey whatever it may be (laughs) yeah yeah Well, I like experience. I like that word. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. So where can people follow you? Well, I'm on Instagram at a dot mama dot drama. And I'm on TikTok as a dot mama dot drama. But I spend more time on Instagram. So you can hit me in the DMs there. Absolutely. Yes. And like I said, I'll make sure to share your information in the show notes so that people can follow you. Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I'm so grateful. Thank you for tuning in to the Viva La Mami podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a review and write what episode really resonated with you. If you really loved it, share it on social media or with an amiga. As always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Make sure to follow me at Viva La Mami on Instagram or visit vivalamami.com. Please note the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be replaced by your healthcare provider nor taken as professional advice. 